Welcome to this next episode of Unlock the Leader's Code with leadership enthusiast Tio Kang, serving solopreneurs, entrepreneurs, and intrapreneurs to lift them up to their highest level of potential. Without further ado, here's your leadership coach, Tito Kang. Aloha, friends. My name is Tito Kang, and welcome to this edition of Unlock the Leader's Code Live, where we'll be reviewing the 21 irrevocable laws of leadership today on this gorgeous, beautiful day, Tuesday, January 10th, 2017. Are you getting all psyched up for the beginning of the year? Did you hit the gym? Now, in about three or four weeks, I'm going to come back at you and uh, get you going and not quitting on your gym resolution, should be, if that's one of your resolutions. Now, today we're going to speak about the law of influence in the 21 irrefutable laws of leadership. That's the law of influence. In the law of influence, John talks about a couple of uh, uh, historical figures. One of the person that he mentions and writes about in the book is Mother Teresa. Now, Mother Teresa certainly is one leader that I really admire and, and a lot of people admire as well. But think about it. If you would have seen her before she was known or the media would have advertised, if you would have seen her on the street, she's this little petite, frail woman, woman that uh, seems very fragile. And yet she's able to conjure up this leadership aura where John shares actually a story where she's actually addressing the United Nations and there's Bill Clinton and Hillary Clinton there as president of the United States and a couple of other world leaders. And she goes in very strongly talking about her views on abortion, being, uh, of course, she's pro-life and what in a lot of views about how the world is treating the poor and how it's mistreating the poor, truly. And as she says this, uh, people are still clapping, although they're uncomfortable. They might not agree with what she's saying. There's a little deaf south, but then they clap because she's an influencer. No one dare jeering her or talking her down or booing her because she has influence. Where does that stem from? Where does that influence What's the source of that, really? You have to think about it. Well, John offers a couple of little things when you start up in your leadership journey and what he calls the four myths of leadership. He mentions five, but I've combined two of them. The first myth on leadership is this. It's the position or title myth, right? It's most of us, if we are in a corporate world, we're put into a position to lead or given a title to lead. Store manager, director, Oh, we might have been a very successful achiever in our own rights, in our specialty, in our area of specialty or area of expertise, and then we propel into this position. I certainly was propel into a position of leadership and title. And because you have that position, some average leaders believe that people will be following them because they are the store manager. Such is not the case. It's a myth. The position does not give you the leadership ability or the leadership skill set. The second myth that John shares with us is the entrepreneur myth. So you started a company and you're a solopreneur and you started your company and you hire someone to be part of your team and suddenly, because they're part of your team, you feel that you are leading them effectively, efficiently. That, as well, is not the case. It's a myth. Just because you were the entrepreneur and you started a business and you brought people into your business and you've hired them, 
doesn't give you leadership ability or leadership skill set right away. The third myth is the knowledge myth. I like this myth because it's the myth that says because you are so knowledgeable, knowledgeable you have all these letters in behind your name, your PhDs, your MBAs. Now, don't get me wrong. Those are all good knowledge to acquire and get yourself educated with. However, that does not give you the skill set to necessarily lead. Being knowledgeable about something, being the expert on something, doesn't mean that there's going to be people that follows you. How many of you know people that are have all these letters in behind their names, but really no one really wants to follow or even want to listen to, right? The next myth that John shares with us, the fourth myth, is the position myth. The position myth tells us that once you are the vice president, once you are in control, when you, are, you have that title, people will follow you. Well, such is not the case because you can direct and tell people what to do. And then maybe you don't have to do something because you're the VP of an organization. You said you paid your dues. And because you react that way, you won't have the leadership ability. One of the proverbs that John likes to share, and I like this one, is that if you are a leader and you're leading forward and you look behind, no one is following you. You are just taking a long walk on your own. So you got to figure out. So then that leads us to the question, what are the characteristics that actually in, generate or govern influence? What are those characteristics? John offers seven characteristics. It's something that I've taught in several workshops as well that's helped people increase their influence. So if you are a new leader, if you're a seasoned leader, might, might want to check on these seven characteristics. I'm going to do a little quick overview of these seven characteristics characteristics for your benefit. The first one is character. So what's the definition of character? The best definition I've found is this one, is your ability to make decisions in an impossible situation. Your ability to make decisions with an impossible or face with an impossible situation. Is that profound? Think about it. Now, if you are faced with this impossible situation, you know, something that you've never seen or you've never encountered before, your character is defined by how you decide, how you move ahead with that decision when faced with that impossible situation. The second characteristics of influence is relationships. Who are the relationships that you have? Which relationships are strong within you? And how have you nurtured or cultivated those relationships? Have you, can't be pronouncing relationships today, I don't know why, but hey, this is live, this is what you get. So how have you nurtured those? Have you have a set of friends that have what well, you can spend three hours with? You have a set of friends that you spend three minutes with, and you have a set of friends that you spend only three minutes every quarter with. Because those relationships define your influence that you have. The second characteristics of influence is, of course, it's who you know. You know, I have a saying that says, who you know gets you in, but what you know keeps you there. And that's the knowledge characteristics. How knowledgeable are you in the area where you want to influence in? Now, 
I'm not very knowledgeable about hockey or sports or football. So if I'm going to go in and influence on that particular component and try to help people make decisions on how to strategize a football game, I wouldn't be very good, or a hockey game for that matter. However, I can and participate in motivating and inspiring and talking about leadership and enhancing the leadership level of a hockey team, of the captain of every player on that football team, that I can do. So the knowledge and your expertise is one key area that you need to elevate to help you increase your influence. Number four, the number fourth characteristics on influence is intuition. You know, some leaders, and there's a law of intuition we're gonna talk about later on, in uh, subsequent days, but the law of intuition says this is that you sometimes you are faced with something and you just know you have this intuition. You somehow call it your gut feeling, and because you have that gut feeling, people kind of follow your suit because every decision you make in that arena that you have intuition in, you can influence. You know, so maybe you know some friends that are that way that just know when when to buy a stock. They have this intuition or when to go uh, eat at this particular food because they know that's going to be a good, good restaurant. They have this intuition and you, you are influenced by them and you follow them. The next piece is really the experience. Experience comes again. The characteristics experience. So people are going to ask you, if you're influential, how much experience do you have in this particular area? Area. You know, if you've been a seasoned hockey player or football player, you participate in a Super Bowl final or the Stanley Cup final, that's when they come and get you to be part of another team. They go and recruit you because you can influence the rest of the team. They will listen to you because you had experience, you went through it. And experience is not the number of years. It's really more the number of moments that you went through that defines you, right? So that's number five. Number six is past successes, past successes. So if you've been successful, so if you have won the Stanley Cup, if you won the Super Bowl and you're going into a team and you're talking, if you created success inside an organization, you took a startup from zero to a million dollars in sales or from 10 million to $42 million in sales over a period of certain time or increase the sales of your organization at 30% CAGR, you can influence because you've had past successes. And the last characteristics, the seven characteristics of influence is this one. It's your ability. People are going to look at your ability. If you had past successes, how able are you? How organized are you? How planned are you? How strategically, how intentional are you in your approach? So look at those seven characteristics and look at how you are, how you perform in those seven characteristics characteristics. Rate yourself on a scale of one to eight. And because if you're a seven, ask yourself this question, what can you do to raise it up to number eight in one of those characteristics? And that's going to definitely help you increase your influence level. I hope if this was helpful, if it was, please like, share, and comment, and pass on. Invite people if you, they're a seasoned leader, if they're a new leader, propel into a new leadership position by title, please ask them to join. In the next 21 days, I'm going to be reviewing the 21 every laws of leadership. As I, as I said to you, the seven characteristics is a workshop on its own. Hope this was helpful. If it was, please like, share, and comment. This kind of ends today's podcast. This is Tito saying aloha, mahalo, until I see you next time, live and in person. 
lead on, make everyday BAM digits, and as always, here's to your prodigious success. Hi, this is Tito. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Unlock the Leader's Code. For more codes unlocked, don't hesitate to go to www.titokang.com. Feel free to like, share, and comment. I love to hear what you think about what we shared with you. 